welcome to the podcast of Evolution of Your True Self. I'm your host, Aisha Robinson. This is season two of Evolution of Your True Self, where we all are metamorphosizing into the true you. Now, this episode is called The Rebirth of the Spirit Man Part 1. This is in the eyes of 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8. Correlation of 2, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. That's the theme of evolution of your true self is because therefore you're in Christ. Therefore you are in Christ, you're in a creature, creation. So the evolution part is the evolving from the man that Satan wanted you to be into the woman of or the woman of God. God has called you to be man. It has been since June since I did a whole episode, and where I was going with the episode was starting to then begin to talk about generational curses, and that will be season two. However, the Lord had to reveal some things to me about my own generational curses and my bloodline and demonic patterns as well as stuff that in me has to be purged out in order for me to even step into a different path with this podcast because the Lord had to sit down and reveal some things to me about the way I was handling my podcast. So yes, I dedicated my whole podcast to evolving. Well, Helping others evolve into their true identity in Christ. And you know, that's not my thing. I'm just a vessel. I cannot evolve you. That is Christ's job. I can plant the seed and hit a word. Now, lastly, that I get dedicated my time to explaining many things that may be keeping you and the things that someone you are keeping you down from being all that God has called us to be. And I adapted to this new phrase. Well, not new phrase, but. God means Yahweh in Hebrew, and I'm learning to adapt more to the Hebrew language because that was the original language of the Bible. So if you hear some words that are Hebrew, I will let you know what is what, but I'm going to start adapting more to saying Hebrew names because that's the language of the original language of, of the Bible. It was Hebrew and Arabic. Well, Aramaic is a, some, some would say, but anyway. Now, I will go deeper into generational curse demons, foundations, and afflictions. I've been learning with my church as well as what the Holy Spirit has been revealing to me about these topics. This is a key factor in how you will blossom and bloom and they fall into the woman of God you have been called to be. And I learned that my podcast is not typically for men because women are not called to teach men, called to nurture and love. We're here to teach women. It's in Titus. Um, but without truly understanding your foundation and where you come from and what is within you that's suppressing you from blossoming into the person God has called you to be, it will continue to keep you down. Um, keeping evil and wickedness from within will not only continue your destiny, but the generations to come. Remember, you have to think about the your family and generations ahead of you. And yes, some may not even be thinking about it because they're trying to have a so-called good time. 
that is not how this life works even though coach will say okay live for right now but your actions have consequences for later down the line i hope you understand it um anyway your spirit man has to be purged of leaving which i'll discuss further down the episode leaving is evil and wickedness the purge has to come from the holy spirit which means that you have to yield and surrender your will and what you think you want to do for what the holy spirit is trying to do which is far more better than you want for yourself purge means the cleanse and the process of purging is not always easy to do or accept and the lord has been doing that with me for the last couple months and the last three weeks in itself it's just been very tough because the purging has caused me to i don't like to say lose but and and i realized i did lose but i also gained um friends family um the reason why they did not bow to the holy spirit purge in their own life and when they when you don't bow to the purge of the, what the holy spirit is trying to do in and through you you begin to allow your flesh to control you and your when your flesh controls you which is your sinful nature which i talked about before because of our first appearance um from in this season in one season one if you want to go back i probably will discuss more of a sinful nature and what flesh is in the episodes to come but operating out of the flesh will cause you not to basically it will basically oh, abort your destiny because you begin to bow to Satan's agenda because you are no longer adhering to what the Holy Spirit is uh, trying to do in and through you which means that the Holy Spirit has been driven out and the Father of lies has come and become your God of life because anything that goes against the Holy Spirit that means you fighting it which means that you your flesh, which is always a battle, your flesh and the Holy Spirit, but the more you consume the light of God, the more the Holy Spirit abides and breathes over you and through you. But according to John 8, 4, verses 43 through 44, Jesus was addressing those who were trying to kill him, and Jesus stated that you do not hear the truth because your father is of Satan, not of Yahweh, which is God in Hebrew. Now, due to those who belong to Abba, which is Father in Hebrew, knows who he is and abides in the truth of Yahweh. So when you are operating in your flesh, your flesh always automatically goes against what the word of God says. Because your flesh is wanting to please its own desires with the things of this world and the things of God. Now that's why only one spirit can dwell. Because at the end of the day, the one spirit that's dwelling, you would know because you're gonna either do the things of God or you're not. It's like you choosing good and evil. You want you to see or you want you to Yahweh. Now you're no longer hearing from Yahweh. Like I say you're hearing from Satan. And with that being said, let the Holy Spirit purge the leaving or you will still be bitten. I would dive deeper into leaving as I said before into this episode because leaving is what is the wickedness within you. Now I'm going to do a little bit trade. I began this podcast stating that we can learn from everyone because I wanted all walks of life to join this episode to be honest. I wanted most of us. 
Jehovah's Witnesses, um, atheists, scientists, everybody. Because I feel, at the time I felt as though we all can learn from each other. However, as I began to study and allow the Holy Spirit to move, as well as part of my life, and things that will contaminate, that was contaminating my life and keeping me from moving into a different dimension, even myself, into a, into another dimension in my spiritual world and relationship with Yahweh, I began to receive a better understanding that we cannot partner, we cannot be taught just by anyone. The reason being is everyone does not serve the truth and the God. Like some people, um, some Christians, so I'm sorry. And the reason why I say some Christians because you can be Christian and still serve another guy. And that will be addressed by my sister. And then I will actually come on my episode and explain it. What that other guy is. And what I mean by that. And then guess that they may say God. But their definition in relation to Jesus or God is not based on the word of God. Because of ancestral teachings, cultural addiction, or you know, just false understanding of who Yahweh is. And when we partner or talk by just anyone, we open the door for the enemy to infiltrate our relationship with the one truly living God by corrupting and influencing us to think differently about Yahweh and who He is and who He called us to be. We are to influence others through our example how we talk and through our lifestyle to get people to get to know our God, not the other way around. Now let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 5 verses 7-8. This is where I get purged from. This is the Amplified Version. I do like the King James Version. Well, I'm starting to like the King James Version because I've like been a fan at first. Purge me. Purge. Clean out the old even that you may be fresh new though still uncontaminated as you are for christ our passover lamb has been sacrificed in verse 8 therefore let us keep the feast not with the old leaven nor with leaven of vice of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of purity nobility honor and severity and unadulterated truth Leaving is wickedness or evil from within yourself or the body of Christ. Now, leaving in Hebrew means to fill a situation with something that produces a cause and change. Paul is necessarily talking about the body of Christ because without righteous judgment within the body of Christ, corruption will contaminate the body itself. Now, that is the substance change when it comes to the living in the body. Now, the Holy Spirit gave me the revelation that without purging oneself first, you too could become part of the leading that contaminates the body as a whole. Because when they say the body of Christ is one, one church, the Lord is not coming back for multiple churches. We're all one body of Christ. Now, according to Matthew 7 5, Amplified version, you hypocrite first get the beam of timber out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take this heavy vertical out of your brother's eye. And that when I when you begin to be used as a vessel, 
you have to be purged. Because if not, the sins of you can be imparted on to a brother or sister because you haven't allowed the, the enemy to, I mean, excuse me, allow the Lord to cleanse you of it. Now you, it's like an exchange of uh, sin and demons back and forth. So you cannot judge righteously if you're still contaminated. That's why you first have to purge and allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse you of the leading, this evil and wickedness, and offer you to be used by him. And that's what that season that I was in. Not saying that I was going back and forth doing things. It's just certain things that the Lord wanted me to let go of and change about me in order to help others be liberated. He had the first liberated me. But I'm going to give you an example. If you're trying to be a vessel being used by Yahweh to teach women how to save themselves and walk righteously with Yahweh, however, behind closed doors, you are being promiscuous and having sex with all being drunk with wine. Now, how does that work? The Holy Spirit does not operate in a sinful nature, which means that you are no longer allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you because your spirit man won't. If you were abiding with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to abide with you, you wouldn't even entertain the things that would contaminate your soul. The desire to do those things of this world um, wouldn't be there. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even want to desire to do it. And that is in. Galatians 3 verses 3 through 11 um, is a very long passage, but I advise you to read it. Read it in the Amplified Version or in the King Kingdom Version. Amplified really gives a great detail amount of the desires of the world, what the desires of the world looks like. That's why we say that the Holy Spirit does not abide if you operate in those spirits or in this habits. Now, once you allow the Holy Spirit to purge upon you, you'll begin to see things from Yahweh's perspective. You will not corrupt others with the leaving, or leaving this evil and wickedness that you have been dealing with. Dealing with. And I will explain impartation also at a different episode. You will not corrupt others with it. Now, let's understand unleavened bread from the perspective of how they did in the Old Testament and correlation in the New. When the Israelites sacrificed a living bread to Yahweh, God in Hebrew, as a representation of the affliction they were in and brought out of uh, when they were out of Egypt. Now, the two scriptures that you can go to to understand that um, from a scripture basis is Exodus chapter 3, verses 3 to 10, and Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 3. Now let's define and means we are made a new of flesh because of what Christ has done on the cross. As a result, Christ became the uneven bread, bread of affliction, that was sacrificed in order for us to be set free. Hence, we should not continue to break bread with leaven because of what Yahshua, Yahshua is Jesus in Hebrew, has done on the cross for us. Break bread with the unleavened is the word of God and the Holy Spirit because these two Things work hand in hand with keeping one, keeping you away from the things and people who are full of leaving. And what is leaving? Wickedness and evil. Now you understand what 1 Corinthians 5 7 through 8 means to be purged and pruned in order to become a new Christ, new manner, or 
as we would say, woman in Christ. So let's talk about what Second Corinthians five seventeen correlates with First Corinthians five verses seven to eight. Now I'm gonna use the Amplified version for Second Corinthians five seventeen. It states, "Therefore, if anyone, any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous." Moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. A new creation in Christ means to be. I'm sorry, I'm completely. It means that you have a conversion of the heart and have accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. And that He is His God. Jesus, knowing that he is God Yahweh, as well as that he was beaded, bruised for your sin, while you were yet a sinner, not even thinking about him. He drank the cup of wrath that we have, should have drunk. He did not die, but he did praise raise again, conquering death in the grave. Once you can grace that concept of who Jesus Christ it really is, your life will change for the better because your perspective of your own life and the will of God your life will change because you want to yield yourself to what the will of God wants for you instead of your own due to you beginning to crave more of the things of Christ instead of the things of this world as I stated before referencing Colossians 3 verses 3 through 11 specifically verses 7 and 8 will define desires the change of the heart will begin to change of the mind because what comes out of the mouth of the person is what's already established in the heart. And the scripture for that is Matthew 5, 18, which means your response in life situations and the people is going to tell you a person what is truly inside of your heart. They are saying this thing. If you keep quiet and listen enough to a person, they'll tell you what you need to know because their mouth is just going to just keep running. Like what they say, diarrhea of the mouth. They'll just... Just be quiet. They'll tell you what you need to know about themselves. And you wouldn't even have to ask too many questions. With that being said, why, well, why do I say that? Once you create a new creation in Christ, meaning your walk and talk will change. Because you allow the Holy Spirit to purge and prune the leaving from you in order to walk in the unleaving that Christ died for. Now, your walk will become pure as well as your thoughts because you are thinking what is noble, honorable to appease the Holy Spirit, as Paul states in Philippians 4 8. You are no longer adapting to the things of the ways of this world, also known as the modern word is culture. Yes, the word culture is the same as the world because what, is, what does culture typically do? Goes against the word of God. Um, and you have to be careful what if to be a part of it because you eventually you have to make a choice the word of God or the, what the world says and the word will keep you grounded in the truth and the things of God and the word will keep you in the things of state and go against God you have been set apart for a reason being in the world and not of the world really means living in the world but not allowing the world to shape how you live because you have God and his word to di- dictate how you should live. It's stated in 
John 17 verses 1 through 11. Christ is addressing the hour before they come to take him to be crucified. He was praying to Abba, Father in Hebrew, that he lived amongst the people, not looking like them because Jesus wanted them to see God in him, which resulted in him being more pure, holy, and set apart like our Father. Jesus would not have been able to do that or allow people to see the Father through him if he lived amongst them, looking like them, and mirroring what they did. That is why the reason Christians can't blend in or do what the culture is doing, also known as the world. We are physical representation of who God is, and we have to be like Him in everything we do. Now, with that being said, are we going to be the right all the time? Absolutely not. But with the Holy Spirit as our guide, we will begin to not to do things of Christ. And not look like the world in the process. Yes, we will fall short. We're not perfect. That's Jesus lived the perfect life. However, when you are a new and a fresh person in Christ, believing that was in you as a sinner, as you operate as a sinner, you purge through your yielding to the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to rebirth you in a version of yourself that you will not recognize in others either. That's how you know. The Holy Spirit is working because people will come to you like, wow, I'm different about you. I can't put my finger on it. Those who are of the faith will know. Not all of them, but most of them will know. But yield to the purge and the pruning of the Holy Spirit. So you can begin to operate in the second Corinthians 517 in your spirit, which will eventually be manifested in the physical. In addition, you have to separate yourself from these things that you are used to and know in order for this Holy Spirit to consecrate you for the season to come to be used as a vessel. Now, the rebirthing of the you, you, the new you, consecration is necessary. It's a separation that God is separating you, anointing you, purging you, cleansing you in that season. That's going to make set you apart from everyone else. Now, the goal of the gospel is never changing because the word God remains the same. But your purpose, everybody's purpose is different. Now, I will discuss more about consecration and rebirth in the next episode. You know, that, that will be the next episode. However, I will I would want to leave you. I used to say affirmation, but I call it speak his word over your life. Affirmation is more of a secular. If you like to dip to affirmation, that's your way of doing things. But I don't want to think of this as affirmation, but really using the word of God to speak over your life, to constantly remind yourself of what the word is saying. But in a, I wouldn't say dumbed down form, but it's more simple of it. Now, I would say, in this ending of the episode, I will allow the Holy Spirit to purge me of believing evil and wickedness so that I can be all that I can be. I'm sorry. I'm about to mess this up. <laughs> it's, it's, I will allow the Holy Spirit to purge me of believing. We also know as evil and wickedness so that I can be all that he predestined me to be. Speak this word over your life. Over and over again. I'm going to say it again. 
I will allow the Holy Spirit to purge me of believing evil and wickedness so I can be the all that he has predestined me to do. That means that predestined, he already called you to it. You just have to step into your greatness. And the only way that happens is when you yield to the will of God. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed season two first episode. And I will see you next time.